0: Are you in a state of recovery? Do you want more clarity and direction? Have you built your foundation and wonder what lies beyond recovery? Do you wanna discover what you are truly capable of? And are you ready to discover your purpose, learn to overcome your limiting beliefs and change your mindset? Are you ready to discover the key to living a purpose-driven life? When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, and strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost, but our journey doesn't have to stop there. This is the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. After overcoming my own 20-year battle of addiction to drugs and alcohol, I have now dedicated my life to empowering those in recovery to rewire their brain so they can change their story and enhance the recovery even further. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. We have three more episodes to go. Thank you for joining me on this seven day marathon. I just thought, you know what, I gotta I gotta end the Road Beyond Recovery off with a bang because I am that A-type personality that when I do something, I go all in. So I figured, hey, why not? Uh, There were some topics that I wanted to end off with. I had some guests who have maybe not overcome addiction that I wanted to share with you before we closed off the road beyond recovery and today is no different but I'm truly grateful for the experience of getting to meet all these amazing people and I continue to do so uh, because I find that more and more people are willing to share their stories and I think that's a very cool thing because we can stop living in that shame and realize that we're not Alone. So today is no different. Now, before we get started, you've heard me mention it before, but if you haven't joined us already, please join us at the first annual Rise Beyond Recovery virtual summit. This is a five day event where you're going to hear from some very amazing speakers that are in recovery, and they've created amazing lives for themselves. And so I really want this to inspire people to you know when it comes to my new podcast you're sober what now what this is the now what right these these speakers are going to teach you the now what they're going to give you inspirational stories tips and strategies and then if you do decide to purchase a ticket uh, $15 of every $25 pass sold will be donated to touched by addiction to get somebody into teen challenge which is a long term recovery center so help with this cause. Let's help get somebody off the streets and into treatment. And I'm really excited to see you there. So today's guest is my friend, Christina Holly, And we talk about so many things. We talk about our inner child and how we tend to dim our lights and move away from our authentic self. So, you know, Christina shares on how she uh, discovered her purpose. We also, you know talk about living in a society that tells us to suck it up right and so Christina shares her experience on you know why by suppressing things how does that cause depression and anxiety right also we talk about conformity um, the things that we do to try and gain a happy life which is very very interesting I mean that's that's an area that I can remember doing so often when I was around certain friends or people, I would do certain things that were completely out of character for me, which was really a lie. And then we also talk about operating from a place of love. We had an amazing conversation about that. So I hope you enjoy this episode. And we are back. We're going to be authentic today. And I'm hanging out with my friend, Christina Holly. How are you, Christina? I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I'm so excited because we just had a good 25 minute conversation. We did a little catching up and we were just saying we probably should have recorded that. And I think (laughs) that's just, you know, when you have this connection with people and you just get fired up about talking about being authentic, right? Which is an area that I try to focus on in my journey as much as possible. I think it just creates this amazing connection. So Christina, why don't you start off by kind of letting everybody know who you are and what it is you do today?
1: Sure, sure. So my name is Christina Hawley. I am currently in corporate and I've been in senior HR roles for the past 20 plus years. But what I really think is important um, is that during COVID, I wrote this book and this book is called The Authentic You, Unleash Your Leadership Potential. And this book has changed my life. It has changed the way I look at things, the way that I have shown up in the world, and it encourages others to show up well. Um, It's called The Authentic You, Unleash Your Leadership Potential. And it's really interesting because it just keeps unfolding the magic of this book. Um, The book is intended to help people own their stories in their entirety I personally am not interested in the stories where everything is perfect. I'm actually interested in the stories where you've had like adversity, challenges, where things have not gone very well, because I'm here to tell you that it's in those stories, there is gems, there's superpowers, there's things that happen in those stories, and I know sometimes they're horrible. I understand that. But how you have adapted or you moved past those phases in your life um, are extremely powerful. And there is pieces in there where you learn how to be resilient, how you learn how to be adaptable, you learn how to pivot, you learn how to show up in the world. um, And it's all from within, right? It's not because you looked at a script and you're being told how to be. And these are skill traits that I'm telling you from a, from a corporate standpoint, we're looking for leaders all the time that are resilient, adaptable, and know how to, to move um, when there's adversity. And it's really interesting. Um, it has allowed me, this whole journey has allowed me to own my story in its in its entirety. And I have been very, quotation, successful in life, successful in role. But because these are traits that I had as a child when I was surviving a lot of trauma as I was going through that part of my life, but I would never ever embrace it. I, um, I kept it a deep dark secret because our society does a really great job with making us feel shame around these stories and make us feel that there's judgment or fear that we won't be accepted, just these pieces that are just horrible. And when that happens is that we hide and we move into this space where we feel as though that we're meant to conform in order to fit in, which actually in the long run only hurts the issue because you limit your potential because you're not being you. And this world, we need you. Right. So the authentic you is really about let's tap into those stories. And I'm here to tell you, um, and this is why I I wrote the book, but it's so much deeper now is that you're not broken. These are actually really, you've had a human experience. It's been tough and life goes up and it goes down. But what do you do with those experiences is what the big is the big shift here. And, you know, I want, to encourage people to go on that journey, don't fear it, because I feared it. So I can talk about that a little bit more for a long time, that I didn't want anybody to know those parts. But it wasn't until I started doing the shadow work and the inner explorer, that did I come to realize that I was meant to be this person that I am right here. And now, because I'm not hiding pieces out, it's I can speak openly about it. So that is a little bit. But if you want me to kind of lean into that a little bit further, I can.
0: Is that- yeah, definitely. So I just, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you said that resonated with me, like in our previous conversation. Yeah. But it's, you know, changing our beliefs, especially around being authentic. Because like you, when I got sober, I had this belief right that everything that i'd done before was bad right i was ashamed of it i was scared to talk about it because in my world which is different from your experience but Mm It was very like, okay, the suck it up, you know, you Mm got to get it together Mm -hmm. and whether I like it or not, there's a stigma that is around Mm -hmm. addiction that some people think that you have to be a specific way or you are a certain person. Right. And I was like, I can't let people know, like, especially in the corporate world, because I had a very good corporate job and stuff Mm -hmm. and I was very high functioning. But when I realized that my story and my experience and what I'd been through If I shared that openly and in the science world and what I teach, it's called, you know, um, emotional discomfort, right? And cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. There's actually a science behind sharing your story. And when somebody else hears it and they get hope that they may be able to change, that creates something in their brain that says, oh, right, that emotional discomfort where now all of a sudden, your belief that you can't make these changes is being challenged because somebody else who was in your shoes can actually, actually did the same thing. So to get kind of an idea of where you came from, mm-hmm. you know, what was life like growing up for you and kind of what led to that awakening? Yeah. So
1: it's, it's big, right? So what, what you just said, I would, I just, add on to that, it's the level of toxic shame that's attached to it. And the more we talk about it, the more it disappears. That's the craziest thing. So as I started writing this book, I, in the book, there's little segments where I'm like, Oh my God, I just put my heart out there. I just did all this stuff. And I'm like, now I look at where I was when I wrote the book to where I am now, when I'm going to share with you, I didn't give all those details. But it this is the awakening piece. So my childhood um, was pretty traumatic. No It's no fault of anyone's. My mom had um, my biological mother um, had I found out had schizophrenia, and she was raising two young kids with limited resources, and no one was there to help. Really when I look at it, because you think about the stigma that's around mental health back then. And I find that very disappointing as I'm learning to own my story. And, you know, that's why I'm talking now because we need to talk about this stuff because it is a part of life. And again, not having shame around these issues. So um, we, we're living with her and, you know, I'm not going to go into all the details, but it did get pretty traumatic to the point that we were removed from that situation um at, I think at the age of 13. And I went to go live um, with my dad at that point and all that stuff. But I had so much shame around that situation that it was almost at the, the, at the age of 13, I went and totally reinvented my life no one was ever going to know about that part where there was trauma from a childhood perspective. So much so that I never talked about it. So much so that I locked it away. And you have to remember, like as you go on your journey, um, and it's so liberating to be honest, that the ages from one to seven are your developmental years. So you may not even realize, I didn't realize, right? In my mind, I was like, I don't need to look at that stuff. That's done. I'm going to be a success, and I and I what I what I went to the university. I did all the the quotation list check marks as to what 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 it was. Corporate I went up the ladder and did all this stuff, but there was triggers and there was like very um, there was unresolved issues that I didn't realize existed. And I was living a very good life, quotation good, because I didn't have that reference point. It looked very good on the outside. But when I chose to go on this authentic journey, I had to go within. And I realized I had cut that part of my life out for 30 years. So I would never talk about my mom. I would never talk about the the situations that were there, who we were, and, you know, um, It was my brother and I, and and, you know, super intense, um, situation. And unfortunately my brother passed and I was okay with dealing with that part of it, but I was not okay with dealing with that, that childhood piece. And the reason why I share this to you with all of you is that it's not really about the details of what occurred. It's about the scars, right? Like how did you get through it? Who are you as an individual, as you go, go through those pieces? And what I came to realize, you cannot, one, be your authentic self and then be your best self if you are hiding parts of yourself. It doesn't work. You need to integrate. So the fact that I'm having this conversation with you guys and I can actually share it out where I'm like, I don't have shame. I actually look at the situation with compassion and admiration for my inner child, how I acquired these skills to get me and my brother out of the situation. Whereas before I wouldn't allow it. I did not even want to engage in it. And the the, the reason why I share this out is because it only hurts you in the long run, right? Like you are the only person you might think that you are saving yourself from other people. But if you're living a life that you're worried about what other people are going to think, you're always going to live small. And when you start owning your own narrative and you lean into it, you can be better aligned with your heart and you can be, you can love yourself and you can show up in a way that you are a different individual. Um, I'm a different parent. I'm a different leader. I am free and I want to help people understand. I wish someone would have had this conversation with me prior to 30 years where I hit it. I hid it because I thought I would be looked at differently. And now I really don't care. (laughs) I just wanna fly. Like I want to be limitless and help people to be more heart led and not have to be caught up in this place of worry and feel as though you're hiding something or, you know, I I guess imposter syndrome, you know how people use that term quite a bit. I'm like, I just want you to be you. And the only way you can do that is if you're fully integrated. So yeah, that's
0: a little bit there. I love it. And I mean, again, you said a lot that resonated with me. And I think that we, as a society, right, we grow up being taught, suck it up, right? Man Mm -hmm. up, especially Mm -hmm. men, I think a lot. Um, My dad was very hard on me, and not hard in an unloving way, but he got made fun of, right? He was told he wasn't smart enough. And so, of course, for my brother and I, he was like, you guys can do better, right? He really tried to encourage. But of course, that also created those little disconnects, those traumas that it's like, okay, well, everything I do has to be perfect, because if it's not... Right. And I have to keep doing this stuff because I needed that outside recognition. Right. I needed somebody to say, I'm proud of you. You're smart. You're good. But all I really needed someone was to encourage the journey. Like, hey, you know what? I really I love how, you know, you you did this. And because I you know, what I learned more and more is that we continue to praise who the person is, which creates that identity instead of praising the process. Right. And how they got there. And you know we do all this stuff. It's conformity, right? If yeah. we do the things, then we're going to get happy. Well, I tried at one point. I think I had a physical bottom in my addiction. I tried to come out of it by saying, "Okay, well, I'm going to get married. I'm going to buy the house. I'm going to get the car. I'm going yeah. to get the dog." Right? None of that made me happy. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah. that's not going to fill you. That's not going to fulfill you. We understand that now, right? And I am so grateful that we understand that now because Mm -hmm. people live an entire lifetime, not truly connected to themselves. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can get fueled. And we talked about this before is like from within it is your, your, you have to love yourself and be proud of it. Mm -hmm. And here's a good sign. If you can't take a compliment fully and if you start deflecting, you're not loving yourself. And I'm, yep. boy, did I, when I caught that one, I was like, whoa, oh my gosh. Cause yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. And you, like, just like, get it away from me. But take the love in.
0: Just yeah. love who you are. Yeah. And we did that right before. Right, right before we chatted, we yeah. exchanged thank yous, you look great, thank you, you look great, thank you, you know, having a good hair day and all that kind of stuff, like, uh, it 100%. can be the simplest little things, and, you know, it's interesting, my my fiancé and I were talking last night, we were going out for dinner, and we started talking about, like, he has been, in his journey, really talking about his past now, right, and discussing in a little bit more detail, because he would never talk about yeah. it, Yeah, and, He was like, you know, I mean, I can, I feel some freedom around it now because when I talk about it, it's not a negative thing. It's something that happened. It's over. But he goes, man, not enough people talk about this stuff. And this is what I've been trying to share. I'm like, yes. I'm like, because here's the reality is when we suppress our emotions, right? And we do what society tells us we should do to get all the things. There's depression. Yeah. There's anxiety. Like I've been medicated for depression but I don't need medication, not to say that there's nobody on this planet that doesn't need medication and can do it all themselves. But part of, I still get lows. I still feel like, Ugh, why am I here? Right. I have yeah. my low days, but I do have solutions. And one of those solutions is not suppressing things anymore and the learning to love from within. So can you talk a little bit about that? Cause we had such a good conversation. Yeah, about absolutely.
1: That so there, there's a, there's a couple things that you said there that I think are really critical. Um, the word emotion literally has motion in it, e And this is why we are in this situation with all these blocks per se, right? Um, we have not, our society has not done a great job. And this is why we're having this conversation as we're encouraging people, let it flow, let it be released, right? This is the work of the work. You know, that's why I'm encouraging people own your stories, go back into them. Don't fear them. You might be very surprised. Be fearful. I was very, very scared going in. But when you let those emotions flow, right? Maybe you, you have a time where you're journaling, you ball your eyes at, let it go, right? If you're angry, let it go. Because if not, it gets blocked. And then that's where we start having some serious issues because you're not aligned with your true self anymore. You are like, You were, okay, yeah, suck it up, buttercup. Oh, okay, I better not be too emotional. I better not be too this, right? So we're taking away from the uniqueness of who you actually are. Those emotions are magic. That is your energy to be who you were meant to be. That's where creativity and passion and all these wonderful things stem from there. You know, um, and if you want to talk about, like, inner child work, like, that when you think of inner child... Think about, okay, so I'll use this analogy. when we come into this world, we're like these beautiful lights, okay? And as we progress, you know, like, you know, watch children play, how curious they are, and they're enjoying themselves, and they're in this space. And then on the journey, throughout the way, they get told, well, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be like this. Don't do that. So that light starts to dim. And we start to move further and further away from our authentic self. We move away from that space of who we're meant to be. So the emotions are attached to that, right? Oh, boys can't cry. Oh, girls can't act like this. Girls can't be mad, right? These are like these ridiculous, ridiculous societal beliefs that have come into play that don't serve anybody. So here we are kind of flipping it upside down and asking you to kind of go, hey, the way that I look at the journey, it's actually a backwards journey. You want to get back to that light within and release those emotions, own those stories and be, release those heart blocks, right? So when I think about your authentic journey, it's about being heart connected in everything that you do. Right. Don't do things because you think that others are going to want it, want you to do them. Do them because they're connected to your heart, your truth. And it inspires you every day to be in that space. And when you are doing that, that means that you are aligned to that higher self. That that is where we're trying to get, you know, and that's why I say this book is magic, because if you would have talked to me two years ago, I would not be having this conversation with you. But it's so clear now that I'm like, I got to scream this off on every single mountain so people can understand you have every single one of us has this potential within us. But we have to stop listening to those self-limiting beliefs. And sometimes we don't even realize that they're so conditioned. They could be from Mm -hmm. people that we love, our parents, our friends, our family, all this stuff that we've been told as to how to be our entire life. And if we don't fit the how to be, then we feel like crap. And then we then we were like, oh, and then we try to fit into this little bucket that may not be your bucket, right? We're not meant to have lids. We're supposed to be expansive. We're limitless.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I that's that's my take on it. I just, it's so clear to me now. Um, and that's what it's so interesting because the book was like a guide that has like brought me through, but now there's the other books that are going to come that are going to be like even deeper. It's wonderful. Like once you push past that fear, and if I asked any of you to say, hey, do you want to be limitless? Everyone, oh yeah, yeah. But you got to do work. You got to do the work. You can't just drop these words. You can't drop them. Hey, I'm going to be authentic today. Hey, I'm going to be this today. Do the work. What do you want? That's the Mm -hmm. first question. Do you love yourself?
0: First and most important question that needs to be worked on. Yeah. So much out of that. Like, so much. I just, you know, it's (laughs) it's amazing because when we hear other people speak, especially if you're in a position like ours where we're always open to hearing new things and there's something, you know, that is said that resonates with you and you're like, ooh. That gives me an idea or that that yeah. shows me an example that I can start to talk about, you know, like even when it comes to the conformity piece, I it was interesting because this past year I really learned that I always have one foot out the door when it comes to my relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have a really great relationship, but I look back at, say, my addiction, for example. Yeah, I drank alcohol because of my inability to handle my emotions and Mm -hmm. I wanted to feel good, right? And so there was this constant need for more and more and more until things were not good. And But in my relationships, right, I wanted that in love, you know, that first two years where you're happy and then all of a sudden real life kicks in. And instead of leaning harder into the relationship, I would start to create my own life. I would also start to surround myself with people who maybe were single or people who would co-sign and say, well, maybe this relationship isn't right for you. And I can see that I did that in my marriage. I did that in my most recent relationship, right? And we actually ended up, I ended up moving out because I needed a change. Mm -hmm. We broke up, but a few months later we got engaged because I started leaning into people who had, right? They had Mm -hmm. a relationship. They worked hard for those relationships. They weren't perfect. Yeah. Right. But instead of going to those people who were telling me, stay single, stay single, stay single, I'm yeah. like, okay, you've had challenges. Like, what are you doing? Right. And I realized that it was my own, my own beliefs about how a relationship should be, first of all, because they are messy. I mean, we know yes. this. And when I stop putting one foot out the door, right. And I start putting both feet in and I realize that and recognize that to create this alternate reality, which is, I'm on a bright, sunny beach, tropical beach, living my life as a single woman, you know, all this kind of stuff that I'm visualizing or creating the more distance I create within us. Yeah. I right away close that distance when I decided, okay, I'm all in. And guess what? I got what I wanted was that commitment from him. Right. And it's incredible. And it's still not easy. Yeah. But You know, we do these things and we go through these experiences and we know we realize we don't have to conform to what other people think that a perfect relationship should be. And we still live apart. And it's wonderful. I get the best of both worlds. Well, but this is
1: my whole thing. Because it works for you guys. Yeah. You're worried about what anybody. Because who who wrote the script? And and this is this is my whole point. It's like. This whole journey, this authentic journey, if you really want to go on it, it's about unlearning the things that we've learned in order for Mm -hmm. you to be aligned with who you're supposed to be. And I love that, right? There's a couple of things that really stand out for me is that you made a commitment. You made a commitment for love, right? Like I love this guy. I'm going to make it, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in two feet first, right? The, the, your ego would say, no, 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 no. It's not going to work. Like you want to, you want to protect yourself. You want to make sure you have an exit strategy, but your heart is saying, no, I'm going to give this a chance. And everything we should do, like, which is so funny that I I speak like this now, but it's so true. Everything we should do should be heart led, because it's always going to put you in the right spot. Will you get hurt? You might, you might not, but you might, but Mm -hmm. that's okay. That's a part of the process. If you're living your life where you always have one foot out, you're not living. Yeah, You're dancing between two worlds. Go live yeah. your life. Go do experience the way that you're meant to experience things.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that you said earlier was superpowers. And I've always said that my sobriety is my superpower, or my past is my superpower. And I believe that those of us who have overcome adversity yeah. have this amazing superpower, right? Yes. And we are capable of so much more than we think, right? Like you said, it's all in here. We yeah. all have the ability to change our world. So let's talk about unleashing your superpowers. Yeah. So
1: I think unleashing your superpowers, it's an interesting one, right? Because we all have them and you can't really tap into them fully unless you own your story. Right. So it's like your whole sobriety piece. If you didn't share out that, hey, I'm sober and I've done all this work and whatever, you can't tap into that story. Right. You could you might be seem really strong. You might seem like very courageous, but people would not understand why that is a superpower because you didn't tell like a bit of the backstory to kind of where it got you today. Right. And it's funny because when we start to, to embrace our stories, it's so clear, right? Like I know with myself, I have a level of energy that, It can't, it it just can't be matched when it starts going. It's about providing perspective and moving. But I didn't see it until I started to own my story. And I did an exercise and I would suggest all your reader of your readers, sorry, or your listeners to, to do this exercise, ask some of your closest friends around you, what they think your superpowers are, because sometimes they witness them before you do. If you haven't fully owned your story, they will see these things and you'll be like, oh, really? And then as you kind of lean into your stories, you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's when I was 11, this and this, I was like this, or when I had to go through this hard time. It's really in you do all your growing during the hard times. If you're really going to go and have these huge jumps, we have everyday path, yes. but the deep spiritual intense growing happens when you're going through those challenges. And that's where those gems are like they're diamonds in there. The level of resilience um, that people pick up in those experiences are priceless. But if we are, if we have shame around them, people may not realize these people are as resilient as they really are, or they may not even give themselves credit. They might think, Oh yeah, this is not a big deal. It is a big deal. If you're that person that can get through, that's your story. And that's another piece I would say, we have to own our stories, whether or not we like them or not, they're your story. So own it and be the hero in your story. Own the narratives around those stories because when you own those narratives, no one can touch you. No one, no one has anything to say, but when you hide them, when you're fearful, Because you're not stepping into or embodying who you're meant to be, then other people can make you feel insecure about it. And that is not, that is not the way we're supposed to live this, this lifetime here. But that's choice. That's choice. Yeah,
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, so much of what you said again, resonated with me.
1: (laughs) I told you, I'm like, there's synergy here. I love it. I totally love
0: it. This is just a coffee chat we're we're having here. (laughs) Basically, you know, I, I two things. One is that the resilience part of it, right? I shared, I did an episode actually recently where I talked about 2021 was by far the hardest year or most challenging year I personally had in my recovery, I had so many things that have happened to me over that year that Mm -hmm. if I wasn't, if I didn't love myself and I didn't love this journey I'm on so much, right, I could have easily relapsed. And I'm very aware of that if I don't continue to do the stuff that got me sober in the first place, there's a good chance of it. Or if I forget where I came from, right, that I could go back. So going through all that, I remember You know i found out um somebody i cared about had cancer recently and i was just you know i was talking to a friend about it and she goes wow she goes look at how resilient you are and she goes because you're still moving forward like you're not sitting here like you're 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 aware of what's going on right you're Mm -hmm. acknowledging it you're feeling the emotions you're being sad you're grieving Mm-hmm. but at the same time you're continuing to do what you absolutely love and i think that's incredibly powerful yeah. is because yeah. i have a purpose today right just like you are talking yeah. about you know writing the first book and also going oh, yeah i know exactly what the it next is book so is awesome. going to be about yeah. right yeah. it is awesome but that yeah. resilience feels so incredible and i tell people today that you know sobriety doesn't get easier but what does get easier is to realize that it doesn't matter what happens to you, that you own how that story ends up, right? You own your, your decisions, your, you can have good consequences or bad consequences. They're yeah. just consequences and it's your perception of whether they're good or bad. Right. And I love making mistakes. Cause I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to do that again. Actually I do. My thing is usually touch the stove twice. And the <laughs> and second then, time. I'm no, like, okay, this is hot. I think we're good. <laughs>
1: I think we're good.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. I and and I would say the whole resilience one is like the acknowledgement. Like, not everybody can do it. And if you have that resilience superpower. Sometimes just to pause and like the fact that your friend called it out because people that are resilient just keep going. They don't think, hey, I'm resilient. They don't think that. Yeah. But when you pause and look at it, honor yourself, give yourself some grace and give yourself some love that you are like that person that you keep going because you inspire others as you mm-hmm. do that. So I think it's, it's super, super power. Yeah. Super awesome. Yeah. Um, It's amazing.
0: Yeah. And I say it was the best year by far that I've gone through in my recovery because of those challenges. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It was
0: phenomenal. And this year, I'm like 2022. What do you got for me? Right. I'm ready to take on the world. And so I love it. Let's talk about no longer playing small and becoming limitless because. I, my beliefs used to tell me who's going to listen to your podcast, right? Who's going to do coaching with you? Who's going to read your book? And so I was always scared to do something again because of my past and what I've been through. So let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. So I think the part that is so powerful around that one, you have to accept that all of us have limitless potential. And this is, I'm not saying you in particular is whoever's listening, just accept that that is, that is there. And we have been hardwired to think that that is not possible. And we've been told what that inner critic that will tell us all the time that you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. But the fact is, it's not truth. And when we start to understand where that inner critic is coming from, so that's why when I was referring to the, the inner child, I just recently did some inner child work and I was like, oh man. Now I know where this is coming from. This crazy. I'm like, oh God, like that little girl inside of me. You're worth it. I want to give you a hug. It's go. Oh, it's okay. You know what I mean? But if you don't think that you need to honor that little person inside of you, that little person is a part of that doubt and voice. That's today in 2022. That's why. That limitless potential is really about embracing your stories, honoring them for what they are, and releasing it. Because mm-hmm. now I can go, Well, that's not true. I can literally, in my head, when that inner critic is going, Go, is this truth or not? Is this one of these things that is like just starting? And when you start to go, start to question it, start to pause and question, Is this real or not? you'd be surprised what happens. It starts to disappear. It's not, it's not, it's not truth, right? Where, and you start to see yourself differently and you might be able to try things differently because you understand I am limitless and whatever I am doing is meant for me. And if it, if it doesn't unfold perfectly, it wasn't meant to unfold perfectly. It's meant to teach you something to bring you to the path that you're meant to be on. But if we are getting stuck with those self limiting beliefs that are baked in, and that sometimes we don't even know how deeply they're baked in, um, then you're always going to live small. And one, one, one big one for me is about live smaller versus live big. It's like if you worry about what people are thinking about you, you're always going to live small. Yeah. Always. So this whole journey, your authentic journey, is about you having confidence and loving yourself so you're not worried about what other people think. So you can go, I don't know, go play guitar, go dance, I I don't know, in a circus. It doesn't matter to me. It's whatever (laughs) you choose to do. If you want to go be, you know, corporate or whatever, but it's your choice and that Mm -hmm. you have the capability of doing it. You may not have all the answers yet. You're not supposed to. Yeah. But it's about the inner belief in you in order to kind of push you to the next level because you can. And I think that our whole life we've been told that we can't. And even though we may not be hearing it, that little voice is still in our head. So we have to reprogram it so it doesn't take over.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, and that is something that I, you know, based off of what I teach, I've created a daily routine for myself today, right? It's, important in my life it's important that I wake up each and every morning and have a mindfulness practice right that yeah. includes journaling meditation I do that and yeah and it's something that I was taught it's so simple and I know a lot of people I work with they'll resist that they're like oh I can't do that in the morning and I can't and I think about it and I'm like okay you know, I decided to leave my job last March, and I knew that I had to have the belief in my ability to get my business going, right? Mm -hmm. Not only that, once I overcame those limiting beliefs, and I started to kick out the voices that were telling me like, no, you can't do this. I also had to have the mindset because whether I like it or not, life's going to happen. And there's going to be days where I would rather be binging out on Netflix, right, or doing something different. But my mindset every single day is waking up with the intention of, okay, what am I going to do today? Right. And I have certain things that I don't waver on. And in the morning I do my, you know, meditation practice, right. I listen. Right? I, do yeah. I journal. So I do for you, cause I that's what I find with people who are like us, we have yeah. these daily practices. I have a nighttime. What yeah. does your routine look like? Well, I wake up at 5am and, um,
1: People are like, you do, why would you do that? And I'm like, cause I love it. Yeah. It is the, the, my time It's beautiful. I journal, I meditate, I get, I set my intentions for the day. Then I go for a walk and then I just, I, then I start my day. But that piece there, the insight, it's like that, that meditation is that time for yourself and to really connect with your inner self. Um, and higher self, um, because there's huge messages that will come through. What happens is that if you don't have this plan, the self-care plan, um, you can get caught up in the mix of everything. There's always go, go, go. Our society is go, go, go all the time. But if you have this check-in with yourself, this overall commitment, like for me, and you probably would say the same, it's non-negotiable. Like, no one can wake up at this time because I, I'm going to lose my mind. It is my time. And I love it because so much comes out of it. Like, I, I really get, like, I, I'm inspired when I when I start writing, all my creativity, the other idea of the books, and, like, even self-limiting beliefs where I'll be. So here's another one. If you have triggers, lean into them. We have been conditioned to run away from them. Lean into them. And that will be a time in the morning where I'll be like, why did that one really hit me? What is that? And I'll start leaning in. I'm like, "Mm, I know where this is coming from. And it's never really about what happened. That is like a little smidgen. And if you're not authentically aligned with yourself, your ego is going to go take that into a whole other thing, into toxic space. And you're going to talk about it and be gossipy and do all this stuff that is not serving you. But if you are more in alignment, you'll be like, oh, what do I own here? Mm, doesn't even have to do with the event. This actually has to do with some stuff in the past. I got to work on that. And then when that happens, and the reason why I bring it up is because I do this a lot of times in the morning. Not that I get triggered all the time, but like when, when it does happen, I'll do that and I'll journal on it because they're gifts. They tell you where you need to do the work you're not that you don't even have to go into your full story it's like oh this is the time maybe in grade three i felt as though i was dismissed or something like that and then you lean into that and release that emotion like we talked about before instead of carrying it because those triggers are in your everyday life you want to minimize them as much as possible
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. And yeah, you know we had the conversation about how I came to the realization that my codependency and overeating, like are very connected. And mm. oftentimes, when I'm, you know, when there's an emotional need not being met, right, yes. which always comes from within, because I know that if I step away from what I'm doing, and I do that self love, I do some meditation, I journal about what I'm feeling, typically it's emotion that I don't want to deal with. Right. So I will turn to burgers and fries, pizza or whatever. And it's like, wait a minute, what if I could stop and think and be like, Hmm, okay. I'm not super hungry, but I'm feeling this weird sensation in my body right now, probably telling me some sort of needs not being met and I address it. Right. And Mm, also, like you said, the triggers, right. I have certain triggers that Mm -hmm. I have to be very mindful of and so I love the whole self-awareness thing because yeah. that's a stage I'm in. And you know, I told you I tried the intuitive eating thing and some things are great. Like I can now have a bag of chips in the house for a week. They go stale sometimes. Great. Yeah. But chicken strips and fries? Can <laughs> I I could binge out on chicken strips and fries at, at night if I'm feeling lonely. When yeah. guess what the solution is and we talked about this? I could pick up the phone and call a friend. Yeah. And I bet you that connection and that conversation would make me forget about the chicken strips yes, and fries so that I want to eat. Yes. It's so good, right?
1: Because you're making the connection around loneliness. It has nothing to do with food. You're not even hungry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I stayed up funny. till I stayed up till eleven once doing that. And I don't stay up till eleven because like <laughs> you, I get up early. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like what is happening
1: here wow i really want those chicken fingers no I mean, it's just... <laughs> but it's when you start to allow yourself to listen to yourself the answers are there it's whether or not you're willing to listen to kind of go yeah you know what i was lonely that is so deep like i'm taking that away this is what i'm saying it's not a i think we learn from each other all the time and it's such a beautiful flow. Like I'm taking that one. I'm like, hmm. I think I I probably do that too. And I gotta I gotta lean into that a little bit. I'm gonna lean into that and understand why. And I I find it it's it's an interesting place as you go on this journey because when I started it I was so scared, so fearful. Now I find it fun. Now I'm like, ooh, what's this one? Whoop, Let's lean in. <laughs> you're like oh I'm lonely like it's like no it's no big deal it's just it's listening intuitively to yourself because you have all those answers
0: yeah absolutely and it's it's not don't be afraid to try something new right we Mm -hmm. talked about this before that I tried the whole intuitive eating thing last year and there's some areas that went really great others not so much and I thought about it for a minute and I'm like you know, if somebody told me that you could drink any type of alcohol you wanted, right? Just stop when you feel like you're getting drunk. Well, <laughs> that's not going to happen. I mean, <laughs> let's be let's be honest. If it's I was funny. trying to intuitively drink, I would still yeah. be an al- an active okay. alcoholic. But you know, when I when I related that to food and thought, okay, maybe there are some foods that create that same craving, right? That yeah. extend that craving that I need to be more mindfully aware. It's not that I can't eat them anymore. It's just like, this might be one of those foods I associate with being lonely. Cause guess what? I have done it over and over and over again, that when what I'm emotional, so these are the foods that I pick up.
1: Yeah. Well, and this is, that's the beauty of it. When you have that time to kind of reflect and be like, Hey, wait a minute, there's a pattern here. And if there's patterns, then we should be exploring that further. That is like, that's like, you know, being a bit of a detective, like, hey, why is there a pattern? And you'd be surprised what you find out. Yeah. I'm totally going to do this one. I'm like, oh, because COVID hit me hard too. I'm like, "Hmm, what are the foods that I've been, (laughs) yeah, there's a pattern. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I'm saying. So fun. I'm like, okay there's opportunity to get better. And if you want to live your best life, you got to be asking yourself these kinds of questions all the time.
0: Yeah. And again, you know, full circle to being authentic. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I already am going to do an episode of my discoveries around intuitive eating and what I had learned. And I'm not ashamed. The fact that it didn't work out. Right. I've tried so many things, you know, my one, Mission when it comes to my health, though, is to get away from the diet mentality, the all in, and it's to slowly test the waters and does this work and doing those small incremental changes, right? Borrowing the habits from others until they become your own, right? So this is such a fun journey. And we probably need to have a part two on, (laughs) you know. <laughs> and stuff like this i can't wait
1: we could do a follow-up like i'm gonna i'm gonna start journaling and kind of figuring out what mine are and then we can be like yeah let's do for that you, it's, yeah it's gonna be a, burgers for me too i'm like what is it it's like that heartiness i don't know mm-hmm. but there's there's a lot there but i think the bigger part about authenticity is that people want people that are real and, you know, that are going through it. And I can't, I don't like it personally when I feel as though I'm being talked at or someone just knows it all. Show me, make it practical, like live it, enjoy it. And like, even laugh a little along the way, like, why not? (laughs) It's a part of your journey, but love yourself. Right. Like, and, and I am, I'm so grateful to be in this space because I think that this conversation is so important. Um, And I really think that people need it more now than ever as we're kind of coming out of this pandemic and everyone's going through this like whole piece here. Um, So the more we can encourage these kind of conversations and practical tips, I think just go for it.
0: I agree. Yeah. Next time I think we'll do what we'll do is the follow up. But then we're just going to have a conversation of all the little things that we're working on and the solutions we found. And yeah, it'll be so fun. Totally. I think it's fantastic. So, so great. So how can people, you know, get in touch with you if they want to learn more about what you do, get the book, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So the book is on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, but like really, everyone's going to Amazon to get it. Uh, um, it's called "The Authentic You: Unleash Your Leadership Potential." Um, I have a website; you can get a hold of me there. I'm on Instagram; I post like daily insights there to kind of like tips and tricks to get you to your authentic self. Um, and on Instagram, I there's if you hit my bio, it gives you a link to wisdom where I do daily chats just about like, you know, uh, my whole thing is about authenticity and we talk about triggers and we talk about all these things that can get you on track uh, and have awareness. uh, So you can be more aligned with your best self and I'm on uh, Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn. So it's just my name. So if you look it up, you'll find me. Um, And I uh, feel free to DM me. I would love to be in touch with anybody. Um, I'm all around owning your story and getting you better connected with yourself and going on that particular journey. So any way I can help, I'm, I'm definitely there.
0: I love that. You know, thank you for taking the time and chatting today. It was, was such so a wonderful fun. conversation and I can't wait <laughs> so to do fun. it again.
1: I loved it. Totally loved it. And thank you for having me. What a beautiful show. I'm like, this is uh, synergistic, right? When it
0: just flows, it flows. So I just, I'm very, very grateful. Excellent. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay. See see you later. Thanks. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. It is so amazing to meet, you know, cool people like Christina and to get to have them on the show. And I hope that this resonated with you. Now, if you haven't joined us, I'm going to mention it again, it's coming up in a few short days, the first annual Rise Beyond Recovery Virtual Summit happening Monday through Friday, April 4th through April 8th, and you can get your ticket. The summit is free to attend, but if you pay the $25 for the past, you will get access, lifetime access, to all the speaker stories and some amazing gifts. The value is about $4,000 and it's only going to cost you 25 bucks. And the best part is that $15 of every ticket sold will be donated to Touched by Addiction to get someone into long-term recovery. You can find more information at www.risebeyondrecovery.ca. I hope to see you there and we'll see you tomorrow. I have had the privilege to walk alongside of many people who have built their foundation and further enhanced their recovery. But unfortunately, there are still so many people who are still suffering that need our help. The Road Beyond Recovery podcast is a proud sponsor of Touched by Addiction. Addiction thrives in isolation and darkness. Darkness cannot exist in the presence of light. So if you or someone you know has been affected by addiction, there is help. At Touched by Addiction, we are dedicated to exposing addiction and ending the plague be that beacon of hope and light that so many desperately need. Each t-shirt or sweater you buy helps to get a struggling addict off the streets and into a year-long addiction treatment program. If you want to support the movement, go to www.touchedbyaddiction.com.